Who's there? Hey, folks, it's the Herald and Modcast. Ron's house. <laughs> hey, we did not acknowledge something that's kind of a big deal. What's that, you doink? Uh, that we had our 300th episode. What? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this is technically 302. Yeah, we had three, we've had 300 episodes. We started, uh, in fact, we just had our anniversary, our fifth year anniversary of the podcast, July 1st. Oof, kill me. Of uh, 2012, and here we are, Jesus. five years later, doing it. Yep, time sure goes by. <laughs> this I is know. officially my last episode. <laughs> no, this will be, I guess, is this our seventh Comic-Con we're going to? Fifth? Six. Six? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we went to our first in 2011. Well, it was in stages, right? Like, the we one went. year we went, we were just like, let's just drive down. We're yeah. two hours away. We don't have badges. We don't have passes. But it's the biggest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to, like, get some sort of access to something or just to get to see what it's like that was you know? before we even started the podcast yeah so that was just, 2011 that was just like hey let's go down it's this weekend yeah that was fun that was that that's, that was fun because that's that the was... cool thing about living in la man yeah it's like, what is this oh it's the biggest convention in the world why don't we just make a day of it you know <laughs> people save up all year to go to this thing from all over the country in the world we just get to drive down on an afternoon I know. and bop around and they'd south park's 15 year anniversary that's thing. Right. they had a whole sort of like pavilion south park city Cityscape they made with like little games and spray on that tattoos was and, and cool they had the museum. Last year, and then now it's up to twenty. That's that's a real time marker right there. Is the fact that we were there during the fifteenth anniversary of South Park, and now last year was the twenty. Well, we were E three for their twentieth. Yeah, and yeah, Comic Con, and Comic Con, and last year they did an even bigger sort of South Park like cityscape on the front of the convention right. center because they were promoting stick of truth oh and they did a hall h panel and they did i went to that yeah, you did and i was in the press cage and it was just me and one other guy it was completely Why? empty in the press cage so weird it just shows you that they you know they just want the fucking superhero box office stuff but, but the audience was packed right yeah it was packed okay for sure but the press was empty but yeah. it was cool because i was literally like me a guy Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and, there you and are. Chris Hardwick. Hi. Yeah, literally, I could just, I could literally like they gave us high fives when they walked off they the did. stage. Yeah, man, they yeah. were fucking the coolest guys. Just to let them talk for an hour and just stand there and That's like so geek cool. out. I and don't, just, I don't, what was I doing? I was, you were fucking off. You no, were like, I, I don't like South Park. No. I never, I never really got it. It's not really <laughs> my up. thing. I'm gonna just sort of was, stand in the sun. That's not true. Yeah. I was somewhere else. I was covering something else. It's hard to get to everything. It's impossible with two people. Yeah, like, it's impossible. We almost, like, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to get to see everything you want to see. Because there's so many pan panels, and there's a lot of panels you want to go to, and you have to choose. There's yeah. no way. It's such a big place, and there's, you know, it's overlapping times. You want to see Ninja Turtles and the Hall H, you know, you're going to have to choose one. Right. You know, or whatever. It's it's an intense show, but it's always fun. And, you know, it's in three weeks now. Well, and we should say it's official. We got our press badges. We're going again. Yeah, we're, we're going as press. I mean, we're uh, going again. And we've <clears> got <throat> the whole, uh, we've coming up later on in the podcast, we're going to talk about all the different panels and do a little preview of that. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. We've got mm -hmm. yeah, a movie sure. review, uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. And we also have a countdown to Game of Thrones because we will be starting back our weekly We Talk Thrones podcast uh, come July 16th when season seven airs. Right, right before Comic-Con. Exactly. No accident there. Nope. 
So uh, let's talk about Baby Driver, yeah. which is a new film written and directed by Edgar Wright. The who, famous, notable Chops, Chops, Mr. Chops, Edgar Wright. Yeah, who did Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. He's, you know, collaborated with Simon Pegg and well, everything, Parks and pretty Nick much. Frost and all those things. Yep, you know and his work. he is, this is an action-adventure heist film. Pseudo-comedy sort of kind of... It's a, it's a little different. It's, it's um, a, it was his brainchild. It's he wrote it, he directed it, and uh, it shows. You know, yeah. It stars. Uh, let me just go through this: Ansel Elgort, Kevin Kevin Spacey, Lily Kevin. J. Kevin <laughs> <Kevin> Spacey, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Lily James, who you know from Downton Abbey and Cinderella. John Ham, she's a British actress who was who is she in the movie though? The she's Mexican the girl. chick. No, she's Deborah. Oh, that's Deborah. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, and John Bernthal, who we didn't get enough of, but we'll talk about that later. So yeah. The f- Ansel Elgort, who you it's know like, from Fault of Our Stars and the uh, what they call it, the any, detergent anytime. series. What the detergent fuck is that series, called? Yeah. I know him from his funny ass name that I don't <laughs> like know. saying at all. It's like I don't see Ansel that name in lights. Elgort. I don't see that name in lights or on a fucking movie poster. But what do I know? Well, I thought he did a pretty good job. He plays Baby. The, his name is Baby, and he's a, like a kid who was orphaned basically and kind of got on the wrong side of things. Oh, the and law. Kevin Spacey took him under his wing, and or he stole Kevin Spacey's Mercedes. And well, then, we should say he starts young like fucking boosting cars right and he becomes a really 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 good driver yeah and so now he's a wheel man and yeah he this backstory with him and kevin spacey is he stole kevin spacey's car because he's a kid who steals cars and there was a bunch of money we never find out what's in the trunk but basically baby has to do these jobs for kevin spacey to pay off right the you know the theft which happened x amount of years ago and he doesn't like it oh and in the accident that his both his parents were killed and his mother was a singer spoiler alert yeah well, that's not really a spoiler, but he he uh, loses gets tinnitus. He gets, yeah, and so he has ringing in his ear, and right. he's constantly his little shtick is that he's listening to music, music all the time. And the film opens up with him and well, driving. Yeah, and driving. He times the the getaways to the song, so it's all like yeah. a part of his he's a fucking OCD with that. He's OCD yeah. and sort of like yeah, just super music music file audio file kind of kid. And it uh, plays a huge part in the film. Yeah, the soundtrack is like the other character in the film, for sure. Yeah, it makes like what is a like good movie, like a solid movie, a, a great movie. Do. Yeah, it makes it into like a really sort of, you can tell it's like a, a guy had a, a vision and put a lot of work into this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's like, a there's lot. There's some interesting stuff at play here. Yeah. Like the opening sequence after the heist when he's going to get the coffee and it's a sort of dance number yeah, almost, I like that. a sort of musical <laughs> number. He, he, I know you think you don't love the kid, but I actually think he's pretty talented. I think he, no, he did a good he, job. I think he did no, a yeah. great job in this film. I was not uh, mad at this performance at all. And it's a cool performance. As an actor, you get yeah. to, like, that's a cool performance to get to do. Yeah. And you're the lead, you know, and because you're sort of in his head a lot with the music because yes. the music is always in the background of everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you you know the, the criminals don't get it and you know kevin spacey vouches for him and this sort of thing and uh because he doesn't talk not much and and it's kind of freaks out there's a scene with john bernthal where he's after they do the heist because mm-hmm. a heist kicks off 
and it's very methodically done. They go in. Um, yeah, very well. John laid. Hammond, his wife, and John Bernthal, and then a great car chase. Yeah, it opens up really strong with a really cool. And that's the thing is like the car chases in this movie. Um, I find in recent movies, like the last Bourne movie, a lot mm. of times car chase mo- sequences become white noise to me because yeah. they go on for too long. Like when Jason in the new one, where it's mm. like that French guy, and like I, I just oh that was horrible. This, I yeah. just like was waiting for it to end so they could get back to the story. Whereas this plays a huge part of the story and it's really entertaining. Yeah, and it's you know well executed. Well executed. Well, he talked to George Miller about it. Oh, and George Miller gave him, I guess, some AKA tips. Mad, Mad Max. Max. Fury Road, Road, which is some of the best car sequences ever of <laughs> yeah. all time. So it's cool that he talked to him. He's told him to use like certain like crane arms and mounts and like little real technical stuff. And he said he learned a lot from just a conversation with George Miller and actually went on to do these things. And you gotta love a writer director who knows that he needs to seek out help from wiser, older, experienced people. Yes. people. Cuz Edgar Wright's never made a car chase yeah, movie. Yeah, good for him for doing that. He's made that. good comedies and sort of half action kind of right. kind of movies, but they're always sort of, you know, British dry wit stuff. Like this is an American action movie and made by action. a British guy. Make no mistake, this it's is action movie. The whole time, yeah. yeah. And the thing about that is that this movie, I feel like if it was made by some sort of like you know, American douche director could have made a hard turn into doucheville yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. You know? But the fact that it's sort of like a witty, sort of dry wit British guy with a vision, you know, he wrote the thing. Yep. It never really went to where you're like, ugh, real eye roll, you know, groan. Yeah. Because of the music and there's little cheeky numbers and re- the heavy, heavy yes. music references. Like, if this was made by some sort of American company and they just bought the screenplay, like, it could have been like, ugh, this is like glee with with cars well, or something, you the know? The trailer doesn't do it justice because we were not on board with this well, until I didn't like the we title. started hearing that it was by him. Yeah. And, and I'm like, right. oh, Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, it's like you're right. Even the cast, like, yeah, it's a great cast, but, the, you know, there's a lot of movies with great cast nowadays that just suck. Absolutely. You know, you can get a great cast these days. It's yeah. not fucking hard to no. get Jamie Foxx and John Hamm. And, you know, all these movies right. are just like Hollywood circle jerks most of the time, you know. So it's not like, oh, wow, what a cast, you know. Yeah. You got to give the audience something more. And, yeah, the fact that this is a mo- action movie, it's rated R, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a super... Yeah, there's gore in it. Yeah, it's gore. It's not overly gory, but, but they do... There's There's a reason why it's rated R, but it's not overtly or, you know, gratuitous. And at its heart, it's, you know, it's a love story, too. Yeah, that's what people say. It's kind of a sweet throwback love story because... Mm -hmm. He he, wants the girl. He wants the girl. He keeps... And that's what sort of wakes him up to, like, I got to get out of this. Mm -hmm. He he starts... He's been hanging out at this diner where his mother used to work. Yeah, there's a lot of cool backstory for the baby character that makes you more invested. That's true. Yeah, because true. I feel like an American script, right, right. It wouldn't have had that. You would have just been like, I drive. I'm like, you know, Paul Walker, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I just no. drive because I love cars. You know, it's like, no, he has a, there's a whole thing that led up to this. And the music does serve a real purpose. It in does. His, it, you know, they use it as a tool very successfully. And also the kid's performance, because he really, sh- I, I think the kid's performance has a lot to do with it working too. Mm-hmm. But so he meets Lily James, who plays Deborah, the a waitress and falls for her the love interest yeah yeah and that becomes his new 
mission. Like goal, yeah. Because he's got one more job and then he's done with what he owes Kevin Spacey. Yeah, then he's But squared. of course, as well, we Kevin know, Spacey says, bit, he's, he's like, not going to let him go. He says, you're, he's like, hey man, we're square. It doesn't mean we're done. Yeah. You know? It's like now you get to have the real fun. Now you're going to make all the money that right. you didn't get to make before. But, you know, he didn't want that. He just wants to get the fuck out because it's heavily criminal. And he's starting to... It's becoming harder for him to reconcile because people are getting killed. And he's not killing them. And he them, doesn't like that. But he's yeah. not a killer. You know, he's not a murderer. No, and, and he's, he's freaked out by that. And he tries to stop it because one of the, uh, the second heist with Jamie Foxx. Right. Because the crew changes every time. Right. And it's Jamie Foxx and... Uh, Flea. Some, a guy gets... A, a security guy gets... Yeah, Flea's in it. Flea's in it uh, for a, a short term. A security guy gets killed and he's really upset about it and he, he sort of jars it. his yeah. performance as a driver and then he has to stop well you, yeah you see he's it, affected emotionally yeah by it. man and the thing about that is jamie fox is just a straight up killer like yeah. it's just a part he's a of bad his guy. he's the yeah he's like the on the you know his name's bats you know yeah he has a fucking bat you know he's crazy and he's the crazy one he's like we only have room for one crazy one in this and crew he's and that's very me. good in it too. yeah he's good man jamie fox jamie is solid fox delivers yeah super solid well and then there's this other fleshing out the kid's character where he's raised by a foster father who's this old black man in a wheelchair who's deaf yeah and he's taking care of him in kind of a shithole where they live but you know and he's hoarding he's got Saving all his, his money, money and yeah. And, and the old that's, man's telling him to get out while he can, you know. Yeah. And he does, and then he doesn't, you know. We never sort of understand how that came about. Like, how he got with that old man. How that guy got... Was he well, in a wheelchair foster, the whole time? foster father. But he probably wasn't in the wheelchair the whole time he was taking care of him. No, maybe he just know? took him in when he was really old, you know. And so now he just... Yeah. Old age or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, the story sort of keeps going with these heists. And then it sort of starts he started like losing his sort of baby detachment control over the whole thing because i think a oh, big yeah. part of his music and not saying anything is what john bernthal said he's like i think this kid thinks he's better than us like he's not gonna get blood on his hands you know like, right like this is like we there's us and then there's him yeah you know and it sucks because john bernthal is only in the movie for like two scenes but he's awesome yeah he's awesome and i can never get enough john bernthal i know me too like that dude's fucking awesome. As in, he, AKA Shane. Shane from The Walking Dead and Wolf of Wall Street and Sicario and Agrippa shit, man. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he is. Oh a yeah, role in Wolf of, of Wall course. Street. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's the not accountant. in the movie long, but uh, yeah, the accountant. But he is. He makes some good points. And his character does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know, yeah, it's it gets too close to home for baby, and then now he can't really get out of it. He's stuck. Like he's, he's stuck. And, you know, I, we won't say what happens, but it, it, it's very layered. It's really, the characters are very well developed. It's exciting. It's it moves a, well. Yeah. There's not that extra, like, 20 minutes of a Michael no. Bay film where you're like, why is this, this is an action movie. Why is this two and a half hours long? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the, short. It's, well, it's the under two hours. Well, and the runtime with the trailers and the end credits is one hour one fifty-five, right. so just under two hours, which so means the, the movie, movie itself—it's like an hour forty-five or an or hour 40. forty, yeah, which is great because it shows you you can still make a movie in ninety minutes, yeah, or a little more, uh, because that hasn't been the case in the last like twenty years, right? Like the ninety-minute movie, we could almost Died. do a piece on that because that was the runtime, and then yeah. 
epics and odysseys were two and a half hour two hours right but like your average theater blockbuster movie was 90 minutes now it's easily two hours i know especially with the superhero shit it's 220 yep. two hours 15 you know at least two hours like there's lord I, of the ring changed it all a lot of things all yeah. those movies like all those movies pushed the boundaries of like okay now we do time. a three and a half hour movie now we do a three hour yeah movie. and they were blockbusters they're not like epics that you know a select group go and then it gets nominated for an oscar because it's fucking three hours long right you know <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah so this was cool, a cool throwback even to like 90s action movies yeah because it's an action movie but it's got a good story yeah it's it not does. just and action for the sake of action because that doesn't really work jive with me you know i don't care right you know, unless it's like fucking john wick or something where it's really stylized action and the story's still good enough in john wick yeah. that it carries it through the and it's i'd watch it for the action anyway because it is that good but most this of is kind of on the level of how, like a John Wick type, you know, like a reboot. It's got more story. Of, yeah. It's got more story. But in other words, like this is, you should go see it. You should go see it in the theaters. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. And this Fourth of wrong. July too. Right now, we're over Fourth of July movie, uh, Fourth of July weekend. So uh, it's a good movie to see over Fourth of July, especially if you're not going to go see Transformers because you're a smart, sane person. Right. You know, this is a good alternative or despicable to Transformers me or goddamn despicable fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that whole series, man. I mean, there's what one cash grab. There's one thing that uh, I think we objected to slightly, which is John Hamm, who I like John Hamm, but he yeah, is, I like John Hamm. He, he, uh, without revealing what happens, he sort of becomes almost like a Jason or a Michael Myers, where he can't die. Well, he's and like it's over super the criminal. Top a little bit. It's over the top a little, and like I don't know. I guess you could say John Hamm is such a well-versed actor that he's believable in any role. But like this was so he's criminal. Good. Yeah, he's a good actor, but he's still like I can't. You can't say he's still Don Draper or anything, but. I don't know. I feel like his character was more believable before he took that turn. Exactly. Like when he was just like the guy and he has his chick and they're sort of Bonnie and Clyding it right. together. And then there sort of takes a darker turn and you're sort of like, eh, you know, without spoiling it, they kind of have to make him the new bad guy in yeah, a sense, like yeah. the bad, bad guy. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I really like super yeah i mean we it's, not, it's a personal thing it's yeah. not enough to make me not really like the movie no but and, it was a little it got a little over the top with him i thought and well, uh, especially like when he's like there again and you're like oh what like yeah what? i know you know i know like, that's what i'm saying it's yeah. almost like you're watching a like a fucking halloween movie like yeah. oh my god okay he's still there here he yeah. yeah, but I mean, overall, this is a really fun film. Really stylized, too. Entertaining and without going over the top. The yep. stylizing, like I said, is it's a guy's vision, a single man's vision, which I'm sure he had a lot of help in this yeah. sort of thing, but you feel like that's what you're watching. Like, yeah. You don't feel like you're watching some corporate studio movie. No, not at all. That like, how do we get people to like it? No, you know? it feels we'll have, like cool music, you know? And yeah. Because the music isn't contemporary. Like it's Suicide all Squad. Oldies. Yeah. Where they just throw music in there to be like, okay, they'll like it if we drown it with freaking Eminem and it ends up being kind of jive. It's super jive. Well, it's felt like people, like a bunch, they hired a bunch of editors to like lighten it up. It's like, oh, we'll put Eminem in there and CCR yeah. in there and we'll put this song and like every scene has a like distinctive yep. song that you like, remember this one? <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like so bad. That's not, this is so clever because he it, did his, the work. He did the work and the kids OCD really it revolves around the music and they the way they use it is very genius and I was impressed. I liked the film. 
Yeah, you can tell he put a lot of work into the little details, and that's what makes good movies. Yeah. Like Wes Anderson and Coen Brothers, they you can tell they sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And that's what, uh, to me, like the mixtapes that he had, remember he had all, because he makes his own little music off of people's, like, he records all the people yeah, talking. Yeah, that's really interesting. And the coolest part about that is when he opens up the case of all these mixtapes, each little fucking case has its own little title yeah which is like this kid can drive or like like no he's not crazy and like every <laughs> single one so you knew someone was there on a laptop writing like okay there's gonna be 50 mixtapes they each have to have a sort of like clever title right what am i gonna call and then there's one right in the middle that says mom you know what i mean so yeah, it's all like very well right yeah. written you know what i mean like the writing's strong and it's the, the attention to detail does not yes. go unnoticed and that what makes it go from like an action movie to like an actual like really good film yeah you know, and a clever film you know that doesn't oversell itself yeah i, yeah, I liked it bravo i mean i thought about it my first reaction and then i thought about it sort of overnight and i i'd have i'd give it like an 8.6 honestly yeah i give it like an eight eight and a half yeah eight and a half, eight and a half. I mean? for sure yeah it's definitely worth seeing in theaters and uh it's cool that they got to make this movie because yeah. it's not a sequel and it's not a fucking existing content right you know it's not existing it's original ip and they made it. Yeah, and it feels it made it. money, you know, and it's not fucking did Star Wars 10. Did it make money? How did it do? I mean, it, it only cost $40 million to oh, make. Oh, right, it did make some money. Yeah, it I made money. I looked that up, yeah. Yeah, it made, it'll make its money back for yeah. sure. And hopefully they he can, you know, do it again. Cool. Not sequel necessarily, but yeah. You know, Go next. see Baby Driver. We recommend it. Uh, okay, so Game of Thrones is coming back. On July 16th for season seven, it's a shorter season. There'll only be seven episodes. Boo. Yeah, that um, sucks. And currently on HBO, they are replaying Marathon. all six seasons, and you can binge watch them. And I got to tell you, it's like hard to look away once you start. It's funny. It's <laughs> true. Once you like turn it on, you don't really turn it off no you want to go because you, then you're like oh yeah remember this i mean i watched see the pilot episode again which i've seen a million times but you forget now that we've where we are you go back and you kind of remember things like little easter eggs here and there because well, you have so much more information right so you go back and you watch those initial original episodes and you're like oh yeah that guy is related to so-and-so yep. and so when he died the significance is much more right than just like oh so and so's dead and yeah it's a bear, you know so it is fun it's like going back in time to when you're in high school but <laughs> you have the knowledge of your age yeah, now yeah that's a good interesting analogy what's frustrating though one it's frustrating to relive the pain of thrones which is so painful but also like just to see how stupid ned stark was and i mean he's such a good man but the th decisions he made it's like no what are you doing well he just should, he should have never agreed to be the hand of the king and he did it for robert as like an old friend favor yeah but he had like no business in westeros you know what i mean but then why'd he go and confront cersei with the knowledge that her kids weren't roberts like of course she's gonna like fight you know kill him come after him and that's when he was sitting in for the king when robert had been already uh, you know he'd gotten hurt in the the hunting the hunting yeah, and like man. i mean yeah it's like you want it's like watching a horror movie you see where like don't go in there yeah you know what i mean like don't go, go in, in there. there yeah he goes in there all right 
And it's just, and then I forgot, you know, watching Joffrey again made me realize how I haven't seen any of the Joffrey, Joffrey episodes in ages. Ugh. Like, and I don't know if I could go back and watch it. Nah, it's, it's so hard to watch fucking, Joffrey. It is. Joffrey is so fucking detestable. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. He might be the worst. I mean, well, yeah. Ramsey's bad too, but Ramsey's no, a more interesting worse. character. Joffrey's worse. Yeah, Joffrey's really, well, Ramsey's worse in terms of what he did. I don't Definitely. know. I guess oh, so. Yeah. I mean, he I guess he fed his stepmother and her baby to the dogs. But I think Joffrey would have done that if that you know the stuff that Joffrey did to like his people or like the whores and, and to Ned Stark and you just, mean given the chance, yeah, if given he him had more to, chance, he would have done. Stuff. He would have done anything. Yeah, I guess so. And he and he he got off on it. Like he didn't even want to have sex with any of the girls. He just wanted to torture them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had some weird incestuous brain melf dysfunction like oh he psychop- was a psychopath yeah, he was a bi- he was a budding psychopath i mean it was interesting to watch marjorie with him again because she she's such a manipulator mm-hmm. she picked up on the fact that he was a psychopath yeah. and she learned how to play him for to survival that advantage, yeah, man. you know because he would have killed her in a heartbeat he'd kill like, anybody oh yes i'd love to would you like to watch me like kill something with this bow like yeah. she knows how to get him yeah and she gets him and then um but also just re I you know, rewatching the whole Cal Drago stuff. Yeah, and that stuff's cool. The Kali- and her brother getting killed yeah, by the him brother. pouring the ca- the gold. The brother last doesn't make it out of the first season. You no, know, he doesn't. A lot of people don't. I mean, well, Ned, he doesn't. But then just also watching all the people that we've lost is kind of sad too. Yeah. Ian whole- McShane for one episode. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> I know. That's What'd just like do don't bring that in that for? great actor. Just to have him die in the same episode. Like when I heard Ian McShane was on the show, I thought it was going to be a fucking game changer. Right, I know. Like no, you could have cast it like him. He's, little he Donnie American Deutsch. gods to go do. Yeah, I guess so, whatever. It, it's funny because I was like jail surfing and I and the TMC was showing this old movie from the 60s called If It's Tuesday, It Must Be Belgium. And it's a very young Ian McShane. Wow. And he's like... No hair, young. I almost didn't recognize him, except it's it was him. And he's like, it's like one of those madcap comedies from the sixties. Oh, of. really? It was hilarious. The I 60s. was like, what? How old That's, is he? He's old. He's 60s. probably in his late sixties or mid. I mean, he was old or... in Deadwood. He was like pretty old in Deadwood. And yeah. that was ten years ago. I wish we could bring him back for the Red Wick. Should bring him back. Yeah. Right. Now we're kind of up to John. We just watched John. Snow getting killed well, by the night say, watch. It's and... literally on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> we literally... can't. We can't turn. We didn't it even off. turn it off to do the show. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for like half distracted. That's how, I mean, well, you remember when? See, this is we were talking about this. HBO's got some great marketing and PR people because the way they've kind of gotten us back to it. You know, there's a year in between the stuff. Yeah, they know. So they know. So two months ago, they started running the covers on Entertainment Weekly with, yeah. you know, and, and just a little, and here we go, it's going to happen. Little like, you know, YouTube. Don't forget. Preview. Coming, and they the show po- like a yeah, full new, trailer. Yeah, all that stuff. Now they're doing the marathon. And it's funny because with HBO Go, you could watch this whenever you want, but it's but when they don't. put it on. Exactly. Yes. It's like when Goodfellas is on TV. TBS or something right. like I don't watch Goodfellas just with a DVD or but when it's on I just oh Goodfellas or Casino yeah just I leave it on well you know? and it plays on that thing that our that Stephen uh, Gacho our guest the screenwriter said when we were talking to him which is FOMO fear of missing out it's like oh Game of Thrones marathons on we got to watch it yeah 
Gotta you know, watch but it. we could watch it whenever we want. Oh no, we got to watch it but now. But it's on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's no commercials, and it's not. You don't have to stream it. You know what I mean? So you just leave it on. Well, and what's cool about this too is there's a lot of like fucking white noise and drama Stuff. and shit that you don't want to watch in Game of Thrones because right. they drag it. So when you can, when they have it on like this, you can sort of go pick and choose, pick and choose, tune in, tune out. Oh, this scene. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. A couple episodes go I'll by. And, oh yeah. This scene. Now. Yeah. Oh, come back. Or just go on the internet. Play with me. I play my Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Shout out to Nintendo if you'd like to send me you some wanna, nice you games. You want to send the podcast some money as for a sponsorship. We'll take it. My new Nintendo 3DS Hyrule Zelda edition. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is going to, I mean, we're on season six here. I don't know if they're going to rerun this marathon again. I guess they're going to keep rerunning this marathon. Probably. Because they're already, they just did it the whole in show. a weekend and they've basically done the whole well, show. Well, this has worked since the beginning because I didn't watch the show live during the first season. Neither of us did. And what they did was they marathoned the first season before the second season premiered and yeah, we were instantly and that's what hooked. We, did, yeah. we watched it. Uh, on the, in the marathon, watched the whole fucking first season, and we're like, "What? This yeah, is what the show I know. is? This show's the greatest and so show when ever." The, when the second season came on, we were like hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, like you true. have my full attention. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's a good formula for anyone who subscribes to HBO. And the HBO Go app fucking sucks. Yeah. By the way, by the way HBO, why the hell does your Go app, app and I'm only can assume the Now app sucks? Stinks. It, it like. Amazon and Netflix don't like They're do like the clockwork. spinning no. thing. Amazon, you're always or uh, HBO, you're always getting bumped off of an episode or a movie, and then you have to like go back in and go back out. It's like, terrible all the time too. It's not like an isolated incident. And like Netflix and Amazon, now Amazon has HBO shows, so like you don't even need HBO Go yeah, unless it's like brand new shit. You know, but what it's I mean? better. Well, we watch it through DirecTV because we actually get like six different HBO channels. Know, so in funny. fact, we could watch Game of Thrones on two different channels and watch like one channel has like three episodes ahead of the other one. Or a couple seasons even. No, yeah. it's just, it's the same season, but several episodes ahead. But oh, like you funny. could sort of bounce back between those if you don't want, I mean, yeah, if you want, that's because we are content whores and we watch everything. But, well, um, well speak after I am a respectable content <laughs> consumer. I do not go slumming with my content. I'm not on the other side of the tracks with my content. The red light district of content. Hey, it's not the red light district. It's like the high red light district. Still, there's a lot of Still red light action in Game of Thrones, let's <laughs> be honest. true. I know. I've been watching Reliving That. Game and of you Thrones also brought forget- back the wiener to move. I know, it's true. Fuck them. Um, but it's also forgot how horrible Jamie Lannister is because yeah. watch rewatch the first season. He's a bastard. He's horrible. He's a scumbag. I know it's one of the things you forget because he sort of is you know he has a big arc in like season three he and is four. The, almost one of the biggest arcs of all the characters. And you really start to feel for him. And yeah, you're like, Jamie's um yeah I'm on his side now, and you forget yeah. how absolutely fucking awful he throws Bran from a yes! roof. He does. You know? And yeah. he's just a snob. Snobby, cunty, just awful yeah. person. High high blood, high privilege, right. but also a really skilled fighter. Yep. So it's not like you can just walk all over him. Well, and we find through his travels with Bran that there's more to his story because he killed the Mad King because he was trying to save the kingdom. The Mad King was crazy and he was trying to like he wanted he ordered him to like kill everybody with with uh, wildfire. Yeah, and he wouldn't do it, and so he killed the king. 
and and everyone and Ned Stark found him leaning over, having killed him, and Ned Stark judged him, thinking he just did it because he was a like power hungry. The it's yeah. not the story, and he no. never told Ned Stark. And um, and he loses his hand. You know, he Jamie yeah, he goes, goes through, through it. it. Yeah, and so you sort of start to feel him. But feel why for is he him. still with Cersei? Well, he loves her. I mean, like, yeah. not sure what's going to happen with him because now that we're past the books, in the books, Jamie doesn't uh, stay on her side. They part ways. Right. He gets he's pissed at, at the way she handles things, and right. they part ways. But it looks like from the trailers from the season that he's there with her. So I don't know if he's going to really be there with her or what. Or if there's another thing that sort of makes him come back from her, like, forget this. I don't know. They're incestuous twins. It's hard to, like, <laughs> beat that or to Yeah, beat it's that hard for them to really part. They part ways at any manner, especially when they were apart for so long and, you know. Well, so what are we looking at? We're looking at, we've got Cersei, who's got a dwindling numbers at her side, but she's got wildfire. She's got Jamie. Well, she has, like, the, the freaking, you know, Westeros. King's Landing. Yeah, she's got like, King's Landing. You can't count her out either. She's got tricks up her sleeve. She's got the mountain. She's probably going to have Theon's uh, traitorous uncle. Yeah, that and sounds right. Some of his people. Yeah. But then Daenerys has, she's got Dorne. She's got Theon and his sister and their stuff. Their ships. She's got the High Garden, you know, Marjorie's. Yeah. Grandmother, flower, yeah. all of that whole kingdom, or whatever it is, lorddom, whatever they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got dragons. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know how you beat dragons. I know. Like, even wildfire. Like, I hope they don't kill the dragons. I bet the dra- they need the dragons, dragons to kill the White Walkers. Like, Well, that's the thing. I feel like... dragon, whatever, run, kills them, right? Yeah, dragon fire is, you know, can kill White Walkers. Well, also the thing that... The oh, the gets, dragon scale, yeah. or the... Dragon glass. Yeah. Yeah, that kills that them. That kills them. So they need those dragons for that. And then and then we've got John in the north who's got the whole he's you know, united the the north. Yeah, he killed Ramsey and so now he has the whole north. But it looks like Littlefinger is plotting against him and Sansa might be against him too because yeah. neither one of them were too happy when he was like, Hey, I'm the king of the north. Yeah, they don't like that shit. So he's got poor John. I mean, he's already died once. He's got enough problems. Yeah. And then we've got Arya. Yeah, with wild her, card Arya. You know, coming back around, and um, we've got the Hound out there. We've Somewhere. got who will probably fight his brother, who's now kind of a Frankenstein. Zombie Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah. We got quite a lot to settle up in fourteen episodes, and we're gonna have to wait a long time because well, rumor has it the seven that we're gonna see are fast and furious so right. there's a lot of action um probably i mean obviously daenerys is landing so yeah, she and took to the water last episode so there's gonna be a battle there and then she takes over the castle that stannis was in oh wow um yeah. for a while i guess yeah something but then they said that they're gonna take a year off and they're doing some sort of prequel show and then in 2019 we get to see the final seven that's episodes. bullshit i know when i heard that i hope it's not true but i could see it being true that's what they do you know yeah but that's bullshit it's bad enough to wait a year two years but two years and for to something wait for a conclusion we don't even know if we're gonna like it or want yeah, it i don't like or that shit it, at all i know? hope that's not what they're doing that's, that's what i heard but you know it could Ew. just be rumor but I wouldn't put it past them. That's fucking, you know. Well, we'll find out maybe at the Comic-Con panel, which is probably a good segue to uh, talk about 
that, which is our preview of Comic-Con, which is happening July 19th to the 23rd in San Diego. Four Days of Fury. Four Days of Fury. There's, uh, they just announced a bunch of the panels. Um, yep. I just want to kind of go through some of them. Obviously, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Um, Netflix is doing a couple things. They're doing an, a Hall H panel with David Ayer's new film called Bright, which stars Will Smith, Joel Egerton, Numi Rapace, Edgar Ramirez, and Lucy Fry. And you said you knew what it's about. It looks really dumb. <laughs> it's written by Max Landis, but- John Landis's son. And he's the one who gave us the brilliant fucking Victor Frankenstein. Which was so bad. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Unwatchable. Yeah, literally unwatchable. And uh, this movie, it's like takes place in what looks like modern day New York, but Joel Egerton plays like an orc from game from like Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings, not like of Lord of the Rings, but an Middle orc. Earth orc. orc. Okay. And Will Smith is his human cop partner, and they're what? cop buddies, and they do street crime or something. And he's and but there's also mythical creatures in this modern day New York. And is it a series or a film? I think it's a, it's a film. film. Okay. Yeah, and it's I, I, fucking hugely uh, huge budget. Mm-hmm. David Ayer got like twenty million, and apparently Max Landis got like three or four million. How does million. Netflix have the money to pay for all this content? I don't know, but it's it's. I've seen screen grabs. There's screenshots on the internet. It just looks ridiculous. Mm. Like maybe it'll be good. David Ayer's fucking cool director when he does it right, or when he gets creative control, whatever right. you want to call it. But I don't know. Orc, orc cops? Like, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know about that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and then, you know, there's uh, Outlander's going to be there. The Strain's going to be there. Um, there's going to be Preview Night. Oh, The Orville, that show my sister worked on. The or- yeah, that's right. What's Seth that about? Seth MacFarlane's new show. It's basically like comedy Star Trek, kind of, mm-hmm. where Seth MacFarlane's sort of a Captain Kirk character. And, you know, it's like, you know, Star Trek, but with like ted style comedy i guess oh okay it's live action it's not a it's not an animated series and it's apparently fox's <laughs> largest produced show ever like each episode costs 12 million dollars or something alex mm. was telling me yeah uh fox has a new show called the gifted uh which is an x-men series which follows a suburban couple whose ordinary lives are rocked by the discovery that their children are mutants lauren Schuler donner's producing it Godly. and it's got um <sighs> people i don't recognize they're just looking for every angle to bring superheroes into shit i know right our kids are mutants yeah uh mike tyson mysteries that's coming to comic-con preacher of course robot chicken all all of the usual suspects turtles is doing a panel vikings you know walking dead fear the walking dead Uh, fear the walking dead i hope that panel's empty yeah it won't be but uh, i don't know that show is like you lost me years ago we abandoned it from the jump literally yeah once they're on that stupid yacht it's like okay i'm done this is stupid archer everybody loves archer comic-con bob's burgers is another one that people love it ducktales the new ducktales that's trying to sell that well we don't know yet it's the new ducktales oh that's right it's a new cartoon network show i think that's a whole new cast it's like fucking dude from snl is doing the voices and shit oh is it yeah like beck bennett and kyle mooney arrow all the, uh dc's got a lot going on it's mostly their television stuff yeah they've got a new series called black lightning do you well, know that character yeah i think i i don't know it's sort of 
sounds like Black Adam, who's an existing character, okay. or Shazam, but I don't know. It's an African-American actor. Oh, well, then, no, I don't know. I don't um, know. It might be a new character. And then uh, Broad City's doing a panel. At, really? Yeah. Does it say what? Uh, Indigo Ballroom. That's a pretty big ballroom. Yeah, yeah, that's the, like, fucking... That's the one in the Hilton. Yeah. It's like pretty big. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They've done that before. Family Guy and American Dad. That, that's actually a fun panel. Yeah, that's a fun panel, man, when they read the scenes and do the voices and stuff. Um, the Flash, again, with, you know, the DC stuff. Um, Craig Robinson has a new show. Yeah, I heard called, about this. It's uh, called Ghosted, and it stars him and Adam Scott as... Investigating, yeah, yeah, one doesn't believe and one believes, and they're like investigating. Oh Los yeah, Angeles. it's yeah. like a comedy X Files thing, right? That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard about that. There's like a, a Krypton. DC's got a ton of shit, but we don't know that they have Justice, Justice League, League because there's a lot. I mean, reshoots, man. Josh Whedon is not going to Comic Con, right? And we don't know if the rest of the cast is or not. They're doing a lot of reshoots. They might not, which is a big miss fortune must misstep and i mean i guess they still have that date that november date or september date was it yeah. october november like they can't go right you know? it's like two months three months away they want to release this giant fucking movie mystery science uh theater oh the new one yep haven't seen it yet <laughs> the magicians there's all kinds of stuff that's on those like fx shows yeah robert man. kirkman's secret history of comics the That's Simpsons cool. is doing a panel in Ballroom Blah. 20. Oh, Ballroom 20. Yeah, yeah, in Ballroom 20. Star Trek Discovery. That's the new, That's the new one. That's the new one. Stranger Things coming to Comic-Con. Hall H. Hall H panel. Westworld is also doing a panel, but they're both on the in same Hall day. H? Yep. And I'm going to guess that Con- Conan, who's going to be at Comic-Con, has yeah. announced he's doing his shows. Again. Third year. I know. We've gone. Both times. It's so fun. <laughs> I know. It's the most fun. <laughs> it's the most fun. And uh, he, I'm going to guess that Stranger Things is going to be the guest on Saturday because their panel is at three. Right. And the way it worked before was whoever's right. panel was at three. At Hall H. Or is, is the ones who get in the limo and w- go right to the Well, because he does four days. So it's sort of like... He has to coordinate. It's a lot of work, man. Because you're having all these actors and guests, and you got to coordinate with their schedules, which of like so busy. You're at Comic Con. Your schedule. If you're in a movie or a hit show, you're there busy all the whole time until you leave. You know. So for Conan to be able to coordinate the shows with each day with the live taping, yeah, you know, which airs out that weekend, it's pretty phenomenal. If you can get Conan ticks, what you do is you go to his website and you sign up for the wait list. It's just it's automatically waitlisted. You couldn't have gotten them off the uh, no, out of the bat. But there's no way. Put put yourself on the wait list and hopefully you'll get them. It's the it's best a crap thing. Shoot, but it's so much fun and it's a you can walk there from the convention center. It's it's the same it's a theater. Long walk. It's not that bad though. <laughs> I mean, you do you're walking walk. anyway. That's it's true. it's a, it's a walk. Yeah, it's a long walk, but it's not like a long long walk. It's not fucking across it. town. Yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, other panels. One that we are fans of is the uh, musical anatomy of a superhero, which is a bunch of composers who do a lot of the um, scores. Movies. Yeah, like they do a lot. Ryan Tyler, Junkie XL, Marco Beltrami. Um, yeah. And these guys are returning to do another one. And that's a fun, especially on the heels of just uh, this. I did a review for um, Score, 
we talked about in the uh, score, a yeah. film music documentary. All these guys who were in that are going to be there. If are going to be there, it's it's pretty interesting. Well, especially now that Junkie XL's been like kicked off the Justice League movie. I know for Danny Elfman. I wonder if he's like allowed to talk about it. Like I'm sure people would want to ask him about it, you right? Because that's kind of a big deal. What's Elf Quest? No idea. Well, Countdown to Elf Quest is happening. Countdown. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, trying to think if there's anything. I don't know. Is Silicon Valley going to be there this it year? It doesn't say. Um, I mean, Star Wars trivia panel. That's always fun. Well, they, the, what's the name? Marvel confirmed that you know the new Thor and the new Black Panther are going to be there. Yeah, they'll be there. Much, and which, of Deadpool. Course, Deadpool two will probably be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess. Um, it is the 20th anniversary of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, for that. For that, there's a big event with the cast and stuff like that and there's also buffy the musical which is happening what yeah there's of course a doctor who panel in hall h um stephen moffat and peter capaldi that's cool um i'm surprised it's in has it always been in hall h yeah i mean doctor who's one of the biggest comic-con you always see tardis shit people the phone booth dresses and shirts um, Marvel Spider-Man. Animation's new series of Spider-Man mm-hmm. is going to do a world premiere there. Teen Titans is premiering a new episode there, and they're doing a premiere of the Batman Harley Quinn movie. Oh yes, in uh, yep. uh, Ballroom Twenty, like how they premiered Killing Joke last year. Supernatural is in Hall H. That is on its thirteenth season. People love that show. I, I've never I know. watched a I've never even episode. bothered. No, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I don't care. But it's definitely a big thing. Yeah, Marvel Studios is, is Thor, the Black Panther, um, Resident Evil Vendetta, which is... That animated movie. Yeah, that looks cool. It looks really cool. It looks like a giant animated like cutscene from one of the games. Yeah, that's what exactly like what it looks two like. two-hour cutscene. Which I, I'm always like, when I watch you play, I always want more of the cutscenes. The cutscenes are so. fun, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Starship Troopers, Trader of Mars. What is that? A movie uh, it's or like a animated? New, yeah. Um, with cast. Oh, expected to appear. Casper Van Dien returning as the voice of Johnny Rico. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Watcher in the Woods. Warner Brothers is like the only one on this listed now is Lego Ninjago movie, but you know there's a lot that's yeah. going to be there. Warner Brothers has a lot on its plate. Yeah. So they did last year. They did, and the, I mean that was a huge panel. Huge panel. Uh, they've got to have it was like something two hours. For Justice League, don't you think? They got to have something. Maybe they might show a new trailer if the cast isn't there. Yeah, but I don't really want to see another trailer. I always want to see the movie. Once I, I want to see your, your your movie, I don't need to see more of the movie. I'm going to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, another three minutes of like reveals and stuff. Big deal. The tick. Which is new on Amazon. It's the same it's show. Not Putty playing him. No, it's um, that other guy. Yeah, they were doing a lot. There's like a whole interactive tick thing. Really? On the you know in that grass area. Yeah, yeah. They're doing like his like world. Like VR. Can, yeah, like it's. They did a Rick and Morty VR last year. They did. Yeah, they did, and it was at the Adult Swim Pavilion thing. That's like off the grounds. Um, the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series. The animated series. Animated. What did I say? I'm Avatar an, Legacy I'm, I'm, fan pa- panel. Cool. Um, I want to do the 
Batman 25th anniversary because that was like my jam as a kid. And the show really holds up. I watched all three seasons. You did? Yeah, like a year ago because they're free on Amazon. If you have Amazon, you can watch the whole Batman animated series, the whole thing. Right. For free. So I watched it. And I'm like, God damn, these really hold up. So it'd be cool to see that panel. That would be cool. Mark Hamill. So as time goes on, I'm sure they're going to keep adding and adding and adding, and we'll keep you posted on our website um, with lists and more info on what's going to happen at Comic-Con. And as always, follow our social, because when Comic-Con comes around, that's where you're going to see our crazy antics in real time. Yeah. Many big scoops. Post them directly to you yes we will so i think that's i think that's all we got for this week this week happy fourth of july yeah. it's tomorrow for god's sake we're already in july. july fuck me i know yeah well uh we'll see you back uh, for another episode of the herald of modcast as always go to our website the hmcnetwork.com for more s- cool stuff yeah buy american giant stuff because they're cool too. and buy puzzle zoo buy go zoo. go to puzzle zoo toy zoo website get yeah. some stuff from them toyzoo.com cool. yeah all right, see you, jerks.